Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to this journey through the book of Leviticus. Today is Leviticus chapter four. Today, we're going to get into the weeds a little bit and really talk about God trying to provide a way back whenever anybody falls into sin. So before we get into that, what are we doing here? We are wanting to walk through what is unfortunately considered to be one of the most difficult books in the entire Bible. I really don't think it is. And if you kind of see what we have been going through, you kind of are seeing some of the parallels that what God is doing is he is trying to find a way, or not trying, but he's establishing a way so that this slave nation that is now free can stay free. And that's what we've been talking about is that's the point of the book of Leviticus is that God cares about the details. He wasn't just interested in the big explosion of you know the nation of Israel going across the Red Sea and all the great stuff. All that was great, of course. But then what? You know, what, what, what comes next? Well, God wanted to keep this free nation free. In order to do that, they had to know how to survive out in the wild. Because without these rules and regulations and all these different things, by the end of the 40 years of wandering, there wouldn't have been a nation to go across the, into the promised land. They would have died of starvation or war or disease or you know, went back to Egypt. They needed to learn how to be free. And just like with anything else, the best way to stay free is to tell you where the safe, place, safe places are, where the danger is, and how to know the difference. So that's one thing that God is doing. Is he's saying, first of all, hey, look, you know, these are the rules of the road. This is how you stay free. Also, this is how you keep my relationship with me and you right. I want you to stay in favor. I want you to experience my goodness. This is what you do so you can stay in my goodness. And what we're going to see today in chapter four is now God's going to get into what do you do if you sin? Now, in other religions and in other things, if you sin, you're done. You're, you're, you're done. Let's just go do something else. But when it comes to God, God wants to always provide a way back. And when you're going to read this today, you're going to see what it is. And if you hadn't ever been thankful for Jesus and the grace of God, man, today is the day because he's going to talk about what do you do if you sin unintentionally? And he's going to talk about different people groups. First of all, he's going to talk about the priests. If the high priest sins, this is what he's got to do because the high priest was a human, just like the rest of us, and so he could sin. Then it's going to be about what if the congregation sins? Anyone in the congregation, anyone in the Israelite community sins? This is what they do. Well, what about a leader? Because as you go up, you know, as you become a leader, man, the stakes are higher for you. So what happens if you sin? And then what about everybody else? What about just a regular old Joe? If they sin, they violate. What exactly do we do? to always provide that way back into the presence of God. So I'm going to read this. It's going to be an introduction, verse 1 and 2. Verse 3 through 12 is going to be talking about the priests. 13 through 21 is going to talk about the whole congregation. 22 through 26 is the leader. And then 27 through 35, yeah, 35 verses this time, is going to be about us regular folk. Okay, so here we go. Chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. This is how you are to deal with those who sin unintentionally by doing anything that violates one of the Lord's commands. First for the priests. Here we go. Verse 3 through 12. This is for the priests. 
If the high priest sins, bringing guilt upon the entire community, you must give a sin offering for the sin he has committed. He must present to the Lord a young bull with no defects. He must bring the bull to the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle, lay his hand on the bull's head, and slaughter it before the Lord. The high priest will then take some of the bull's blood into the tabernacle, dip his finger in the blood, and sprinkle it seven times before the Lord in front of the inner curtain of the sanctuary. Now, what is the inner curtain? That is the division between the holy place and the most holy place, which is where the Ark of the Covenant was. Verse 7, the priest will then put some of the blood on the horns of the altar for fragrant incense that stands in the Lord's presence inside the tabernacle. He will then pour out the rest of the bull's blood at the base of the altar for burnt offerings at the entrance of the tabernacle. Then the priest must remove all of the fat of the bull that he has offered as a sin offering. This includes all the fat around the internal organs, the two kidneys, and the fat around them near the loins, and the long lobe of the liver. He must remove all of these along with the kidneys, just as he is, does with the cattle offering offered as a peace offering, and burn them on the altar of burnt offerings. But he must take whatever is left of the bull, its hide, its meat, head, legs, internal organs, and dung, and carry it away to a place outside the camp, that is ceremonial, ceremonially clean, sorry about that, and place where the ashes are dumped. There on the ash heap, he will burn it on a wood fire. So if you remember from the last chapter, when you would do a fellowship offering, you got to take part in this, but that's not what this is. This is serious. When the leader of the community has sinned, it's a big deal. And he was like, hey, you burn this part, you take the rest of it, this ain't a party, this is serious business. God took sin very seriously because it separated us, separates us from him. So he's saying, get it right, take it outside the camp so everything can be okay. Now, the next part, verse 13 through 21, is for the whole community. If the entire, verse 13, if the entire Israelite community sins by violating one of the Lord's commands, but the people don't realize it, they're still guilty. Verse 14, when they become aware of their sin, the people must bring a young bull as an offering for their sin and present it before the tabernacle. The elders of the community must then lay their hands on the bull's head and slaughter it before the Lord. The high priest will then take some of the bull's blood into the tabernacle, dip his finger in the blood, and sprinkle it seven times before the Lord in front of the inner curtain. He will then put some of the blood on the horns of the altar for fragrant incense that stands in the Lord's presence inside the tabernacle. He will pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar for burnt offerings at the entrance of the tabernacle. Then the priest must remove all of the animal's fat and burn it on the altar, just as he does with the bull offered as a sin offering for the high priest. Through this process, the priest will purify the people, making them right with the Lord, and they will be forgiven. Then the priest must take what is left of the bull and carry it outside the camp and burn it there, just as is done with the sin offering for the high priest. This offering is for the entire congregation of Israel. So in a time when the entire congregation would sin, then they would have a way back to God's goodness. Now, next for the leader, verse 22. If one of Israel's leaders sins by violating one of the commands of the Lord, his God, but doesn't realize it, he's still guilty. When he's like, you know, just pause, pause, pause for a moment. Isn't isn't that good to know? Like God just lets us know where the boundaries are. If you run this red light, I love you, 
but you still ran the red light. So the good news is we can do something about it, right? Okay, pick back up. Verse 23, when he becomes aware of his sin, he must bring as his offering a male goat with no defects. He must lay his hand on the goat's head and slaughter it at the place where burnt offerings are slaughtered before the Lord. This is an offering for his sin. Then the priest will dip his finger in the blood of the sin offering and put it on the horns of the altar for burnt offerings. He will pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. Then he must burn all of the goat's fat on the altar, just as he does with the peace offering. Through this process, the priest will purify the leader from the sin, making him right with the Lord, and he will be forgiven. Now, for all of us regular folk, here's the rest of it. Verse 27. If any of the common people sin by violating one of the Lord's commands, but they don't realize it, they're still guilty. <laughs> they, they, I just, I'm sorry, I get so tickled about that. When they become aware of their sin, they must bring as an offering for their sin a female goat with no defects. They must lay a hand on the head of the sin offering and slaughter it at the place where the burnt offerings are slaughtered. Then the priest will dip his finger in the blood and put it on the horns of the altar for burnt offerings. He will pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. Then he must remove all of the ghost fat, just as he has done with the fat, the peace offering. He will burn the fat on the altar, and it will be a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Through this process, the priest will purify the people, making them right with the Lord, and they will be forgiven. If the people bring a sheep as a sin offering, it must be a female with no defects. They must lay a hand on the head of the sin offering and slaughter it at the place where the burnt offerings are slaughtered. Then the priest will dip his finger in the blood of the sin offering and put it on the horns of the altar for burnt offerings. He will pour out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. Then he must remove all of the sheep's fat, just as he does with the fat of the sheep presented as a peace offering. He will burn the fat on the altar on top of the special gifts presented to the Lord. Through this process, the priest will purify the people from their sin, making them right with the Lord, and they will be forgiven. So what do we get out of all this? First of all, is to realize that everybody, you notice how it kept saying, if they sin and they didn't realize it, they're still guilty. That's an important lesson for all of us today. If we sin, we're still guilty. Now, the grace of God means that when Jesus died on the cross and rose again, and we receive that for our salvation, he has washed away all of our sins, past, present, and future. However, there's still consequences. There's broken things that happen as a result of our sin. And so even if we don't realize it, sometimes those broken things, they still happen to us. So one of the great ways, many times, that we can look and go, okay, God, why do I have this broken place in my life? And look back and go, oh, have I sinned? Have I done something that separated me from you? But the big overall takeaway for me is not even that, but it's this idea that God always provides a way back. If we sin on purpose, God provides a way for us to get back in right relationship with him. And if we sin and it's not on purpose, notice how it kept saying, when you realize what you've done, don't worry. I got a way back for you. So that's one of the greatest things about this chapter is God always has a way back so we can be in fellowship with him. I want to know what your number one takeaway from this is. I hope you're soaping through this. If you don't know what soap is, you can go to our church website, experiencerlc.com and look at the menu have where it says Bible and you can look at that link and it will show you the different ways you can soap through God's word. Soap is scripture, observation, application, and prayer. 
And I want you to look through there and go, what stood out to you? Was it where he said, if you sin didn't know it, still guilty of it? Or was it how you will be forgiven of your sin? Whatever it was, soak through that. And I look forward to hearing from you on all the different things. And I'll see you next time for Leviticus chapter 5.